code Ange and A-League and Irukunda. There is so much to discuss in the world game. Now, you know what? It's, it's been a while since I've chatted to the great Robbie Slater, former Socceroo and now Code Sports columnist. We thought we'd get him on the line right now. G'day, Robbie. G'day, Doug. You're right. It's been far too long. Far too long. You don't ring, you don't write. But, mate, there is a lot happening. This news came to light last night about Nesri Irukunda, a $5.6 million transfer to German Giants Bayern Munich, I mean, he's a dynamo, a powerful striker of the ball. I mean, it's testament to some of the talent coming through in this country. But a few people I made mention, I want to get your thoughts on this, as to whether, you know, are we being shortchanged with this transfer figure? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh. Um, you know, you've got to realise where we are, the age of the boy. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's, uh, you know, he's a, a marvellous talent. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, he hasn't played many games. Uh, I fully expect him to sign for Bayern Munich and then be loaned back to, to Adelaide United, you would imagine, for the rest of the season. Mm. But, um, you know, it's hard to tell with young players what happens in the future. Remember the boy Quoll, yep. uh, who played for the Socceroos, who was with the Mariners, and uh, he, he signed for Newcastle amid... You know, he's, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. Mate, he's struggling to get a game in the Dutch First Division in a club that's coming bottom of the league. So, yeah, it's very tough over there. And there's a lot of variables that may happen. In my personal opinion, and it's my opinion, I think he's going too early if he goes. Uh, I'm not saying uh, don't sign, but he should definitely play a couple of seasons in the A-League. If you go back through the history of football in this country and all of the players right back uh, to my time, uh, when we, when it all started, myself, Frank Farina, Graham Arnold, and the list goes on right up until Harry Kuehl and Badukas. Harry Kuehl was a bit different, along with Cahill. They mm. went in 16-year-olds. But uh, the rest of us, mate, we all played in Olympic Games. We played, you know, over 100 games uh, in the old NSL, which is the equivalent of the A-League, of course. What's the status of the A-League at the moment? Robbie, is it considered more or like a, you know, it's an ongoing debate, isn't it? A developmental league, you know, is it always necessarily the best move for, like you mentioned, a Garang Kuala? It's hard to say no, and it's hard for the clubs to say no too when they get these big transfer fees, but for their own yeah, personal look, development, it's it's sort of, I can see it from both perspectives. Yeah, look, 100%. Of course you can, and, uh, you know, that kind of money, although, we're, you know, I'm going to say we're being shortchanged, I don't think so. Uh, that's a lot of money to an A-league club here. Um, yeah, you know, and, and if he goes well, if he goes well, and we certainly hope he does, you know, for the Socceroos and 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 wherever he ends up in Europe in his career, that uh, you know that the, the club has sell-ons. That meaning, you know, he's sold to Bayern Munich, but if Bayern Munich sell him on for mm. more money, then Adelaide would get a piece of it. But um, the question about you know what is the A League, where is the A League? You know, it's virtually invisible. It's, it's, it's it's going through a couple of what's well, gone through a couple of difficult years, and I feel the way it started this season, it's difficult. There's definitely a lack of marketing and of knowledge of people to know when it's on. I just in my small circle yep. of people I know, I get so many people. And I say, "I'll oh, make going to a game," and they go, oh, "Who?" and "Where's that at?" and I go, "Well, no, well, Sydney FC are playing, or the Wanderers are playing at at Combank or, or at Allianz." And, so therefore, there's a, a, a definite problem that's mirrored for me in the in the poor crowds we've had so far for the opening of the the A League. Um, and mate, let's be fair, we don't have the time on this show to go through the whole thing because mm. it would take me a couple of days. 
uh, of the you know the existing problems. But there are positives. Aaron Kunda, some wonderful young players going around. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the product. Some of the football is, is is really good, and of course some of the football is really poor. But the, the you'll find that most of the football that is poor is in clubs that have not managed to find an identity. Uh, and they're the newer clubs in the A-League who play in front of virtually no crowds or very few, and that's no disrespect to the to the 500 to 1,000 and maybe a little bit more that turn up for MacArthur Bulls games yeah. out in Campbelltown or for Western United games who will play in Ballarat today uh, in what is one of the worst advertisements for the A-League uh, since they started this experiment where the nomadic Western United who was supposed to build a stadium, apparently they're now going to, you know, in a matter of a couple of months, they're going to start playing in uh, their new training facility. I don't know how that works, but uh, it'll be better than playing in Ballarat. So, you know, on the positive side again, Victory had a good crowd last night. They were the better team against Wellington. But, you know, there's a lot of work to do for the APL and the broadcast partner to um, market the game properly, market the A-League properly, um, market the Socceroos properly. I noticed that the FA... Spent, uh, everyone knew when the Matildas were playing yeah. uh, in their three recent games, which were a massive success uh, for you know in respect of crowds and, and interest. But you haven't, you know, I, I doubt many people would know that Australia are playing World Cup qualifiers are starting Wednesday at Amy Park. It's against Bangladesh. Mm. Then they'll have to play and negotiate a game against Palestine. That's going to be tough for the reasons we know why. Um, but yeah, no, nobody really knows that they're, they're, the soccer is a plane. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it, you know, I don't know if there's sort of uh, complacency or an arrogance uh, here. You know, people love their national teams. Yeah. You should be pushing hard. I mean, look at Matildas, what they bring in, in terms of uniting a country. And the Socceroos did that in the World Cup, and they absolutely need to be pushing yeah. that. Um, a, a nationalised second tier uh, necessity? <laughs> nationalised second tier. Well, you know, like, there's a lot of things that wake me up at night, and this is this is one of them. <laughs> um, mate, how can you have a national second division when you can't even get the first division right? Mm. Um, I find that the talk... Look, the idea of it is brilliant, of course, and it's cultural in Europe and, around, and a lot of places around the world where you have relegation. My argument is I point to the games that have been there the longest, AFL and Rugby League, and they are the main games. They get the mainstream, most of the mainstream media, most of the money in the TV rights deals and everything else. And they don't have a second division. Now, how is it possible for, you know, a, a code that is struggling um, at the top level, not at grassroots level, of course, uh, to, to have a second division? How, mate, we, you need to put your hands up and accept where you are, who you are. We are a little bit like the MLS in America, which there's, there's, Football competition is hugely successful. And you know what? They don't have relegation because their model is a lot bigger than ours in respect to how much money they spend. But the model is similar in the fact that, you know, uh, to, to, to buy a license for an A-League club, it costs millions and millions of dollars. Now, how are you going to tell a, a potential buyer who's going to invest five to ten whatever million dollars in a club and then tell them, but mate, you could be relegated. <laughs> Why would you invest? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so I, just accept where we are. Yeah. The MLS do not, America do not have relegation. 
and there's a reason for that. They're yeah. up against NFL, they're up against baseball, they're up against all those other sports, basketball, and they just can't have relegation. I, I think we're the same. I love the idea of it, the fantasy of it, but guess what, guys? You know, football far too often falls into these, you know, let's fantasize about this, and we want to be like England, and we want to be like Italy, and we're, you know, we're not. Okay. We're Aussies. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting, and again, it's another another aspect of it which I can see both sides of debate. I mean, we we get well, sort of feedback it's, it's from historical fans, you know. It's a, well, I loved Marconi. Yeah. I can't identify with Western United, or I love South <laughs> Melbourne, and I didn't give a rat's. Sorry, I can't can't identify with Macarthur. Or I love South Melbourne. I don't even know what Western United is, and you know, uh, you know, yeah. in some respect, you're kind of turning your back on these sort of historical grassroots fans, generations. Yeah, no, and that, and that's the the reality of what happened when Frank Lowy took over all those years ago. That that the NSL model had no future, and and South Melbourne. I played for Sydney Croatia. I yeah. loved it. Mm. I had some of my best years there. Um, but that that model didn't work. Australians, you know, weren't weren't interested in Greek clubs, Croatian clubs, Italian clubs, you know, the general public. So, yeah, the the problem is. You know, you know the problems, you know this and that. But the unfortunate thing is there's not many people in this country in football who have the guts to say it. <laughs> you know, they don't. You know, they, you know, they live in the fantasy land. Like, nah. Who's that, mate? Yeah. Uh... Sorry, I just... Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's been a problem for, for a long time. Unfortunately for, you know... For me, guys, is that, you know, I've been in the game as a player in the media uh, for a long, long time, and I seem to be having the same conversations I did 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll stop asking uh, you questions. Yeah. Hey, just just very quickly, because a couple more things I want to tick off. Uh, Victory Phoenix last night won one. A bit, bit of a strange game, wasn't it? Like, Victory could have had a few more, but, but Wellington, likewise, also had a chance to win that game. Yeah, they did. It was a good game, good crowd, and it makes a difference when there's a crowd there. The game looks better. Um, that's what I was alluding to mm. before about you know MacArthur and the Western United uh, team down in Melbourne. Anyway, it was an interesting game. Look, victory should have won it. They didn't take their chances. And Wellington, you know, when you don't take your chances, the other team's always going to get a chance. Uh, and they did, but they couldn't take it as well. So, you know, Tony Popovich will be disappointed. He'll see that more as two... Two points dropped rather than one game, but they still, uh, you know, they still look pretty good to me. Victory, they, they, you know, they finished second last last season. They're looking much better than they were last season, and uh, doesn't surprise me. Popovich is a very, very good coach, and of course, uh, Wellington. Yeah, that's uh, you know, they hung in there, and it's a, it's a decent, it's certainly a more decent result for them. Well, their former coach Wellington Norfolk Talley now. In charge of Sydney FC after they departed company with club legend Steve Corica. So he's first outing tonight against Adelaide United. Do you believe in, in bounce-back factor, Robbie? <laughs> Look, we see it pretty often. Yeah. If we remember, uh, I think two weeks ago, they set Rado Vidicic down in Melbourne City and in came Aurelio Vidmar and they won 2-0 the week after. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> how I'll be looking yeah. for something like that, mind you. Mate, I, I like Ulfi. I like the way his team plays at Wellington. He's got good experience. He was a fantastic footballer. Um, I think Corica did a great job and will forever be a legend of, of the of Sydney FC. But going to Adelaide, Adelaide's got something about it. You know, 
Nestor Irukunda is obviously not playing, but they're very, very difficult to beat at Coopers. So he couldn't get a tougher one to start off with. Uh, I think the crosstown rivals, the Wanderers, have got a better chance of picking up three points uh, this weekend. As I think they kick off today at 5.30. They're playing uh, for glory. Mm. Now, obviously, we should be proud of our young players that uh, make it into the Euro Leagues. We talked about Orakunda, as we should be proud of our coaches too. Ange Postacoglu, uh, oh, wow. Robbie, yeah, third on, consecutive manager of the month award. Uh, this is a real test for him now. He had his first loss to Chelsea, but, you know, typical Ange fashion, no plan B, uh, will always be trying. <laughs> and um, But now a couple of key outs of Madison and, and Van Der Ven up against a tricky wolf side tonight. Yeah, he's sort of lucky in, in respect that Wolves have their best player uh, missing Neto. He's one of the best players in the EPL, at the, well, certainly at the start of this competition. Uh, so he's out. That's a bonus uh, for Ange. Of course, Ange has got players out with red cards and injuries, and uh, so he's got his own problems. I expect them to bounce back, um, but what a fantastic achievement. Third time manager of the month. It's extraordinary. Um, and, uh, you know, they were beaten by Chelsea, but, you know, two red cards, you know, hard enough with one red card, but you're right. Ange continued with his plan A, uh, do plan A better, that's his plan B, and... Um, <laughs> I think the score flattered Chelsea in the end, but yeah. uh, I think you'll bounce back tonight against Wolves. Yeah, well, it could have almost been 2-2. I mean, they, they never stopped trying for the goal. So, And uh, just very quickly, my man United, oh, dear, they'd love some points after that strange game in the Champions League against Copenhagen. They take on Luton Town. And good luck to your uh, Liverpool, too, up against Brentford on Monday, Rob. Yeah, thanks very much, boys. And, uh, yeah, United in a whole world of pain. But I think they'll get a... I think they'll get a pretty good win over the weekend in their game at home at Old Trafford. Fingers crossed. Great to catch up, Robbie. Thank you for your time on a Saturday. Speak to you soon. Cheers, boys. Have a good one.